Blog Talk Radio. stimulating conversations related to the IT industry from boardroom to from the classroom to the boardroom. I'm your host, Dave Blackman, along with my co host, Jacqueline Sanders. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, David. And tonight we have Miss Katrina Collier on the line who's a healthcare consultant and Jacqueline, if you could do the honors please. Absolutely. Hello, Katrina. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Hi, David and Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So excited to to have you, and um, just appreciate your your graciousness to uh, be a part of tonight's show. Um, just to let our audience know, Katrina Collier. She is a IT professional, and actually, we first met through uh, BDPA here in Atlanta. As a matter of fact, Katrina was one of the smiling faces that would greet you uh, when you came to a BDPA meeting here in Atlanta, as well as uh, part of the welcoming committee and uh, recruiting for membership. And um, we became fast friends. As you all know, BDPA is great for uh, connecting you with other like-minded professionals, and we've been in touch ever since. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Katrina Collier, she is a busy lady, so we are very lucky to have her, but she's always willing to share her knowledge, share her experience, so just very lucky and really appreciate it. And just how gracious you, you, you are to always be willing to, to give and share. So thank you, Katrina, and just really looking forward to the conversation today. Well, it's so, definitely a pleasure um, and an honor to be with you all. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to jump right in, and, and I'm going to uh, let our audience know we are, we are real-time and we are live, and one of the things is, uh, like Katrina and, and ourselves, you know, people travel for their, their jobs, and uh, as I mentioned, Katrina is very busy, and I like to call her our, our road warrior. So I can relate to her as well because I'm a road warrior this week and out on the road for the for, for um, different opportunities, but the show must go on. So, um, you know, for those on the, the phone as well, we're going to get into that topic as well as uh, those different things and orders to, for, for, your, for your job and opportunities. But let's first start out. Katrina, take us back. Tell us about your journey in IT. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> again, thank you again. It's my pleasure uh, to be on the line with uh, you, uh, Jacqueline and David, and also your audience. Um, IT is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've actually made a career out of IT, well, being in the IT industry, and uh, it was a decision that I made, uh, gosh, over some 10 years ago. Um, at that time, you may have known that uh, IT was hot. The, the biggest thing was to get your MCSE. Um, so me being the person I am, I'm looking at the, the, um, the career, I'm looking at the type of money, the salary that it brings in, and I'm excited. At that time, I was in social services um, and was looking for a career change and looking for something that had some longevity to it. Um, and so with that being said, I ventured out to get my uh, MCSC certification thinking that that would be the be-all and end-all, and was I, I was being for a rude awakening. Um, once I did begin to pursue my MCSC and my MCP, I soon found out that the certification alone, um, you couldn't just stand on that certification. Um, you definitely needed the experience to, uh, to go along with it. So that being said, um, I decided to return back to school to get a um, bachelor's degree uh, at DeVry. And that's what, you know, started me into the IT field. I actually uh, went back to school, went to DeVry, uh, obtained my bachelor's degree. And then from there on, I was um, afforded an internship uh, with the transportation company. And then from there on, I moved on into other industries, and, and that's pretty much where it started. That is awesome, and, and congratulations to you. And uh, kudos um, for your, your achievements and also kudos for being a, a DeVry graduate. Um, we do a lot of partnerships with them and uh, spoke recently to some of their up-and-coming students. So for those in our audience that are at DeVry, here is Katrina, a, a success story on many fronts. But um, I wanted to explore a little bit what you, you said is that sometimes you lay out a path or you think it's going to be straight and narrow and there's different uh, curves along the way. Um, how, what were some of the things that helped you, uh, whether it was through some of the networking or mentoring? Uh, how, how has that helped you in steering your career? Um, you mentioned a couple of things. Um, the first thing you talked about was um, mentorship. Um, mentorship, I think, is vital. Um, at any point in your career, but particularly starting out, especially when you're um, a career changer like myself, I was transitioning to a new new career, didn't know much about it. So getting a mentor was vital into navigating through IT. Um, being a student at DeVry at the time was also very useful because I was around, you know, instructors and also, you know, students and some individuals that were already in the field that were, you know, also getting um, their education. Um, and so it was vital that I would latch on to different people, and, and not just one person. So I, to me, I had many mentors, um, whether it was instructors, other students, like-minded professionals. But being able to latch on and be able to get advice um, on how to navigate, because as you know, IT is a, a huge industry, so you can go a number of different ways. But it was just important for me to get, get mentorship to be able to navigate through these uncharted waters, if you will. Um, the other thing you mentioned was networking. I think networking is so crucial um, just for the simple reason is that you don't know it all. Um, and to, a lot of times to get from point A to point B, you know, we need each other. Um, BDPA was vital in uh, networking. I actually found out about BDPA through a uh, job fair. And so I definitely use BDPA as a tool for me to network, with um, colleagues, I've made friends there, and it's just very helpful 
when you have that support system and a group of individuals that, um, you know, that will help you and want to see you achieve and go to the next level in your career. Um, and also networking, giving back, and having fun at the same time. So I think those two things were vital. And um, like I said, I was leveraging uh, being a student at DeVry um, as well as networking with BDPA to be able to accomplish um, what I have, what I have um, in my career thus far. And one thing I want to add about networking too, Jacqueline, is that with networking, um, it's external, but it's also internal. So I also was able to use um, my employer where I worked and individuals that I work with side by side to network with as well. Sometimes at events you don't have enough time, you know, to talk to an individual. Sometimes um, maintaining those relationships can be a challenge. So I also use, you know, internal networking at the various companies that I work because that way people that know you and see you on a day-to-day basis, they can see your character. They can see you displaying your different skills, you know, through meetings and your work ethic, and then they'll be able to vouch for you and, and, you know, in different situations. So I also um, recommend um, networking internally, and I was able to do that as well. So absolutely. those are some of the key things. No, absolutely. And, and I just want to, you know, reiterate um, through, throughout everything you said is that you took some initiative. You know, that, that took some initiative to, even within your current circumstances, your current employer, you doing the research, you showing the, the hunger and the drive. And I think that's what, you know, people want to, to help. If someone's I'm trying to help themselves and demonstrating that. Um, and then also networking, you know, it, uh, it, it's something that you've got to participate into um, in, you know, engaging people and show that you're, you're coachable and you're opening to listening. Um, because I, I have to, you know, reminisce a little bit that you and I had some great sessions. We would meet. Um, you were always willing and open anytime, anywhere. You were flexible. I can remember a, a couple of times meeting up at uh, Barnes & Noble in Gwinnett for those who are from Atlanta. Um, and uh, that I don't even think it's there anymore. But uh, I drove by one day and, and looked back, and now I look at how far, because you were willing to apply. You, you listened, you applied, um, and you had a good spirit because, not everything comes to you when you want it to, uh, how you want it to. But um, do you ever look back at, are there things that, you know, from your experience that you, you'd advise others to, to do or anything that you, you know now uh, that, you know, you might even do differently? What, what are your thoughts there? Um. I think hindsight 2020, um, you know, I wish, you know, when I first started, you know, getting my education, I would have looked a little deeper into, you know, up-and-coming career fields. And so it always could have been, um, you know, maybe some different ideas there with which way am I going to go, what's the high career field out now. But then I think back and just say that I am who I am because of the different challenges and the different um, roadblocks and even open doors that I've had. So I'm hesitant to say that I would really change anything. Um, I will say that when I look back, I I really just look back into just networking here again. Um, I look back to different people that I've met. Um, One, um, the current president, well, actually past president now, Felicia Jones. I look back to her and when we first met, how we connected and that how um, I was able to, you know, secure employment um, at that time um, because of her because of her initial, um, 
just reaching out. And so I look back at things like that. I look back at the times that we've had and we were able to sit down and um, you mentoring me. So I look back at those times and I think that those are some of the things that actually have made me transition into I, to who I am today from a career standpoint and also as a woman in the IC field. Um, as you know, well, for your listeners, I am a minority female. I'm an African-American female in a male-dominated field. Um, and so with that being said, it was vital for me to connect with women um, that were in the field and also women that had, had been in management and, and higher up because at some point I aspired to be in management. So it was good for me to connect with those. So those are the type of things that I look back. And as far as can, any changes, well, maybe a few, but for the most part I'm, I'm, I'm happy as to where I am now. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and honestly, I can see where in IT, even from my experience, where um, the, like you said, the different opportunities and the um, learning to be flexible and agile and uh, even to reinvent yourself is part of the nature of IT because it's always fast growing and you can't always predict where it's going, but you find out how to develop reusable skill sets and, and apply them. And I, I want to dive into a couple of topics that you, you brought up, but let, let's also level set real quick with the audience. Can you talk specifically about where the, the role that you currently play? Um, so all these experiences have led up to, to where you are today. So dive into what do you do today? What, what is, what's the industry and, and what's the role you play today? Okay. Um, the role I play today is I'm actually a, uh, what I call a healthcare IT consultant. Um, what I do for a living day to day is I actually train clinicians on electronic medical record software. Um, some of your audience may or may not know is, is that all of our healthcare organizations are having to transition to electronic medical record, whether they're you know on paper charts, some on existing EMR, and it's basically taking you know all of your medical records over to a computerized system. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much what that is. Um, the thing that we know is that once we decide or once organizations decide to implement an electronic medical record software, training has to be done. And that's where I come into play. Um, I actually do classroom training, in-classroom training, and also um, training um, which we call elbow-to-elbow -elbow support or basically side-by-side -side so that as physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, are doing their day-to-day um, -day duties, I'm there side-by-side -side with them, working along with them to be able to navigate through this electronic medical record system. And so that's pretty much what I do, and I actually travel um, around the country doing this, uh, doing this role. So that's my job, and I love it. Oh, awesome, and, and, and glad to hear as well. And, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people's uh, ears perk up, you know, the, the consulting aspect, uh, the, the training, uh, as well as being in, in healthcare. All hot uh, areas and, and that combination uh, makes you a hot commodity, uh, I'm sure. But now let's, let's talk about uh, two pieces of that. Uh, first of all, as a, a consultant, and you kind of said, we, we established you're, you're a road warrior, and you also talked about being a female in the, the industry. Um, talk about that um, through, throughout your career. What's been your experience as a, a female? Do you find that, um, ha have you found any roadblocks because of that? Do you feel like that you have to strategize around the fact that you're, you're being a, a female and 
um, a very male-dominated area or industry? What are your thoughts? Um, that's a great question, and, you know, as I think back through my career, um, I don't ever know if I've ever stopped to think about it because I think I kind of handle situations as they come about and just try to put my best foot forward. But in thinking back, um, I do remember that, um, for example, attending a conference, um, a Microsoft conference, and just looking around the room and noticing that I'm not only am I the only female, I'm definitely, when you say African-American, I'm, you know, very few, very small percentage of African-American females. And so with that being said, that does create um, an intimidation, um, or at least for myself. I was a little intimidated because I'm coming into this field, um, no one looks like me, you know, and so I was very intimidated and knew that I had to put my best foot forward, make sure that my skill set was up, make sure that, you know, what I'm bringing to the table, I'm confident, and so that was some of the things I had to learn along the way that, you know, I can do the job that I set forth. I have to be confident. I have to be able to be, um, to you know, be able to sit at the table with, you know, other people that don't necessarily look like me and be able to stand on my own. So I would say with being a female, um, some of the roadblocks were pretty much um, with, I would probably say moving up the career ladder um, in some corporate positions. Um, I've noticed that. My counterparts, which were white males, you know, were able to move up faster. Um, so that was one roadblock that I can see where I might have been told, oh, we're not doing any lateral positions or the position is no longer available. And so that's one that comes to mind. Or, you know, are you sure you want to go for this position? You know, you, know, you have so much on your plate now. You know, those type of things um, with, you know, almost making a decision for you. So I think those were some of the roadblocks that I've um, had to go through being a female. And then um, I think I was trying to think, was that the other, the only question? couldn't remember if it was something else, but I think that sums up some of the roadblocks. So uh, I like to ask a question. Uh, Katrina, coming out of the Vry, um, and I congratulate you on getting your uh, degree with them. We have a close relationship with the Vry. What were your challenges getting employed coming out of that institute? Okay. Um, one thing I can say about coming out of DeVry, DeVry does prepare you um, in the sense that what you're learning in class, I mean, you can totally apply to real world. Um, and I just knew that because I was even talking to people out in the field and sharing what I was doing in class with some people that were actually, you know, what they were doing on their job, and they were just like, you know what, that is exactly what, what you're learning now would take you so far. So I was very confident in that, and I was like, okay, wow. So I knew what I was learning would, you know, I would, I would find useful, you know, whatever career that I chose. What I found is when you graduate, um, it's like anything else. You have to do some initiating. Um, when you graduate, it's not, it's not like a job is sitting there waiting for you. What DeVry does is it creates situations where, whether it be through a job fair, whether it be through um, you know, some type of networking function. They bring the companies to you, but it's up to you to take that extra step to make yourself known, to talk to people, to network, whether, you know, give them an updated resume. And so you almost have to have, to have all of that done um, and do your part. And in that way, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, you can be able to move forward. Um, so I guess with that being said, um, I think some of the challenges were just, making sure that I was at the right place at the, in the, at the right time and making sure that I had, you know, everything together that I needed to on my part, like I said, updated resume, making sure I had an elevator speech together, making sure that I was flexible, 
um, not maybe partying one night, you know, and, and actually, you know, gathering my information and be ready to wake up early Saturday morning for a job fair. So those are some of the things that you really have to consider, you know, when you're graduating because it's not going to be necessarily handed to you, but you do have an opportunity to engage with, you know, with um, some of these companies and um, even some entrepreneurial, you know, people that may be looking for, you know, volunteers or, you know, small businesses. But you have to be, you have to be um, humble and hungry. That's what I like to say, humble and hungry. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that because I'm meeting I have a uh, conference with DeVry next week uh, helping uh, military veterans coming through their program, and that's a great transition story. Thank you. Jacqueline. You're welcome. No, no, absolutely. And I I just want to really call out to, you know, again, Katrina is a success story. So DeVry or whatever university that you're going to, um, a lot of that is just that go-getter spirit. Um, that Katrina has and that if you apply yourself um, and people have to understand and I'm sure Katrina can attest to um, IT, technology and, and, and good jobs you know people are attracted to IT because of the money, the salaries so people are catching on to that and so it's getting more and more competitive so even uh, since uh, my early days and even since Katrina so students nowadays need to keep honing themselves and, and stay very hungry um, and apply themselves, take advantage of what um, DeVry has to offer as far as exposing and early and often, you know, that, that even freshman, junior year, um, keep your eye on the prize that it's all about uh, getting yourself out there and shopping yourself around for opportunities. And, and I think also that's the, again, um, where even the extracurricular, uh, and like you said, that doesn't mean going to parties. Extracurricular, by that I mean going to network, join professional organizations, uh, listening and, and uh, to online or, you know, shows like ours that are about career development. So uh, for those who are listening, kudos to you, and you're already a- ahead of the game. So <laughs> let, me, let me continue uh, along the lines also, Katrina, you know, there's a lot of talk in STEM and education that women and young ladies are shying away from the IT career field. And I don't know if, you, and I'm sure you're, you're still talking and uh, interacting with uh, some young people and, and just people in general. What are your thoughts and what are your advice? Yes, there, there could be um, where you're looked at uh, as a woman or as a female, but even how you respond, it, for you, is just making sure that you had your uh, T's crossed and your I's dotted, and, and you've been successful. So what's your message to people who might be hesitant or they're not getting the, the support they need? And like you said, people giving you, well, uh, you know, have you considered doing something else? This might not be for you. What would you say to that student right now? Um, well, that's an excellent question, and right now, um, as you mentioned, that STEM is, is, is hot and heavy, um, and it's because of a number of things, because of where um, our in- industries are going with technology, engineering, and I just think those backgrounds are vital. Um, and also, they carry a, a, a skill set that you will need. Um, in my role today, um, not only do I have to be 
uh, to know what I'm doing technically in regards to the software. Um, there are also um, people skills and also other types of skill sets that, that come about, math skills, um, all types of skills that you would need that, you know, that's covered with a lot of these classes um, that individuals are first introduced to, you know, through their, um, you know, high school education and, you know, even before that. So as far as the STEM, um, you know, science, technology, mathematics, all of that I think is vital. I mean, those type of skill sets and will carry you a long way in any field, in any field that you go into. Um, and particularly women, I think that, um, you know, before we were, you know, more inclined to go into more education roles, becoming a teacher or a nurse and things of that nature. And now other industries are have been opening up and are open, and so that we can compete against our male counterparts in these industries. Um, and then also industries that are going to, you know, promote a higher salary, um, because a lot of women now, you have a lot of uh, families that are led by women um, that are leading households, so we also need that, you know, financial um uh, that financial help, if you will, to be able to take care of our household. So I think that um, for a young girl, I would just explain to her to not be intimidated by any of these fields um, that, and just be very positive and try to introduce her to some programs. I know that Georgia Tech and a number of other schools, DeVry um, especially, you know, has programs. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, one that our, even our local Atlanta chapter, BDPA, uh, does for um, our young teens in which we introduce them to technology. Um, and I've seen a number of um, um, ladies come through that, young girls that come through that program, and they have been successful with it. Um, and so I think really getting the word out, promoting, um, and letting our young women know that, you know, they too can do it and that um, being able to support them along the way um, and being able to get them engaged at an early age um, versus, you know, once they're older. Um, to get into these programs. And so that's my, uh, that's what I think about STEM. I think it's excellent. I think that it's um, a great opportunity, and I'm hopeful that more of our young women will continue to go into these fields. That's fantastic, Katrina. That's fantastic. I think everyone, not just women, but men as well as young children and, and young educators and, and those coming out of, um, out of college or out of their training, um, uh, is, this is a good message to hear. And it's important that you focus your energies on, on, on what's going to support you and your lifestyle within the upcoming years and, and your future. It's, it's, it's important to pick the right career field and, and manage the transitions as well as Katrina did. Katrina, uh, uh, other than your NTSC certification, um, going into DeVry, before you got to DeVry, what kind of work were you getting at that point? Uh, because that was, your, that was your first training platform. And uh, what type of uh, experience did you get uh, filling those type of uh, roles with your NTSC, please? Um, primarily, um, David, that's a good question. Primarily um, before um, going to DeVry, um, mainly the type of roles I was getting would be roles where I was, because um, I did have my A-plus certification. Um, I failed to mention that. And so I had my A-plus certification. And so I was um, getting roles in where I was um, building computer systems. Um, one um, role that I had was um, I worked for a te telecommunications company where I was actually building their systems, you know, installing NIC cards and 
um, hard drives and all these types of different computer components to build their system before they took it off to their programmers to uh, do what they had to do before they shipped it off um, to wherever they did. I've kind of, it's been a long time ago, so, but that was pretty much more of the job. I also did help desk. Um, which was very interesting, and that uh, that if you can do that role, you can do anything. But uh, I, I did um, help desk, <laughs> where I um, um, did help desk support, tier one support. So that was um, so more along those lines, where I did more um, hardware, software installations. Um, also had an internship, and that was actually while I was at DeVry. So, but before then, those were pretty much the roles that I had. I worked for CompUSA, um, doing some technical things with them, and. Uh, and it pretty much just set me up to, you know, move on to the everything that I did prior to that set me up for my next role, which was awesome. That that's great. I, I, you were really talking my language when you were talking about net cards and everything. I come from a networking background. I did 20 years in the Air Force, most of it in IT, and and once I once I came out of there, I put the screwdriver down and put on my project management hat. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. So yeah, you is that you know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm when dealing with hardware Absolutely. and hardware installation. And that was that was where I got my start in hardware installation. So so as a, so as a consultant right now, you're spending a lot of time on the road, and I'm sure you know consultant type roles they vary as as well as the amount of time you do spend on the road. Um, how do you manage uh, that time? Uh, being being on the road so much, actually. Um, it's uh, I I, well, I can't say it's a challenge. Um, although I love what I do, you know, my base here is in um, I live in outside of Atlanta, suburb of Atlanta. So my base here is in Atlanta, and so it it, it can pose a challenge when I'm having to, you know, fly out on Sunday, early Monday morning, you know, go throughout the week and come back on Thursday, which you know, basically that's pretty much the whole week. Um, what I found that has helped me is to definitely have a support system at home. So I have my family here and um, that, you know, kind of takes care and manages things that I may need to take care of while I'm away. Technology is great <laughs> because you can do a lot of things online as far as managing, you know, your financial bills and things of that nature. So you don't have to be at home to take care of those type of things. Um, and the other thing is just staying connected to family and friends. I mean, when you're away, you're staying in a hotel um, you know, you don't have your family and your close friends there, so you pretty much have to, you know, you're, you're going there to work, but then after work, you know, where you would be hanging out with your family and friends, you're like, okay, I'm not going to hang out with some of these people I don't know. Um, but then uh, in some situations you do make friends and you do connect with people that you feel comfortable enough to hang out with. Um, so I think it's, um, you know, con staying connected, also taking care of yourself because, um I don't know if you – well, some people may know when you're on the road, you know, your eating habits are very can, – can be very poor. So you really have to make sure that you make healthy eating choices, make sure that you exercise. I mean, I'm constantly joining gyms, you know, from different cities to cities and making sure that I um, exercise because that's, you know, that's important as well to keep your health together while you're on the road because you don't get those home-cooked meals or staying in the hotel – you don't have the luxury of having a stove there where you can whip up something healthy. So you do have to make great um, choices. And then also just making sure that, um, that you get out every once in a while. You know, sometime during the week I've taken advantage of um, when the city has a jazz concert or something or another, I'm always taking advantage of whatever city I'm in, getting out, taking advantage of their cuisine, something different, something new, 
And in that way, that kind of, you know, helps me with my experience. I can come back and say, guess what, David, Jacqueline, I ate here, or I did this, or I did that. And so I have something to share when I come back home. So that's what keeps me sane on the road. That that being on the road could be dangerous for me. I mean, I could only eat so many filet mignon steaks, but uh, that would that would be just killer <laughs> for me. Yeah, uh, Jacqueline, are you back with us? I am with you, and I want to uh, uh, continue with a, a line of questioning um, that I picked up as Katrina was talking about. Uh, what her role is today, because uh, you've gone from that to the hardware, to the techie, to the hands-on, the, the troubleshooting, the, the help desk. And, again, all of that has uh, helped develop you professionally and, and there's, there's reusable skills there. But when some people sometimes get intimidated or scared away from IT and technology, they think everything has to be uh, – they think everybody has to be a, a geek. But you're – even in your new role – um, you're kind of customer-facing, you're in training, and you said it's something that you love. Can you talk about and, and share with people to help them understand that there are many roles, once you're in IT, that don't necessarily mean that you're sitting at the uh, desk in a, a cube locked away just coding. Uh, it, it sounds like it's afforded you great opportunities for, for traveling and, and meeting new people. So expand upon what you, know, what you do and um, also the, the aspects of what you love about what you do. Okay. Um, I think that that's, that is something that I'm, I'm definitely glad that you, um, that you asked because when I first got into IT, that was my line of thinking. I was thinking that you had to be some tech geek. You know, you had to be extremely, extremely smart. I mean, I, I think I'm smart, but, I mean, when it's like beyond like some crazy Revenge of the Nerds type dude or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, I'm so far away from that. And I specifically remember during my internship having a conversation with my team lead, like, look, I am not a geek. I'm not technical when it comes to certain things. You guys are on another level. And he was like, look, you know, you're in this field, and you have to find what works for you. So what I may do and what you may do may be totally different things. And so with that being said, you know, we know IT is a, you know, huge industry, so you can go a number of ways, but you do not have to be a programmer. You do not have to be, you don't even have to do hardware. You know, I mean, it's so many different facets of the IT industry. It's really almost up to you to kind of get an idea of what you enjoy doing. For myself, I enjoy working one-on-one with people. I'm a people person. I love talking. I love engaging. Um, and I also love troubleshooting and training, so I like giving direction. Um, and with what I do, you have to give, give direction, and you also have to have a positive attitude. Um, I work, you know, one-on-one with doctors, with, you know, nurse practitioners. These people are saving, you know, helping to save and saving people's lives, and so I take my job very seriously, um, and they want to make sure that I'm confident, and when I give direction to them to know what I'm doing, so I have to be very sharp and make sure that, you know, I'm covering my material and make sure that I know what I'm talking about when I'm giving them direction. Um, as you know, the doctors sometimes can be, you know, they their own special group. So it takes a special person to be able to um, work with them. And it's not for everybody. And so what I say is that find what you enjoy doing. Um, if you like working with people, um, if you're good with numbers, I mean, you may want to work or schedule or timing. You may want to go into project management, as David alluded to earlier. You know, he spent a number of years in one field, and then he bounced over to project management. And one thing about it, in this room for everybody, the opportunity is there. 
you know, and you can also look out and see what some of the things that are um, hot now. Security is hot now. It always be hot, but it's definitely, you know, business intelligence, business analysis. So it's a number of ways you can go. Don't feel like you have to limit yourself in a box and go into networking or hardware. And so that's my, if I had to say anything, I would say look from within, look at your skill set, what you have to offer, what you have to, what you enjoy, and then kind of align yourself with the different type of roles that are out there and look at the job descriptions and responsibilities and see what will be a good fit for yourself. And you may have to try a couple of roles, but eventually I guarantee you that you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. That's a that's Absolutely. a very good, Trina. If I could say, Jacqueline, um, lots of times you get you feel uh, pigeonholed with this certain knowledge that you've picked up or that you've learned in your in your studies. But actually, it's good to parlay that that knowledge into sister or adjoining fields because it brings a different twist to that sister or that associated field and your value in that other discipline may be uh, uh, greater bringing that knowledge into that other discipline than it would be being in that discipline itself. That is so true, and I've actually found that out just even, you know, in what I'm currently doing. So that is, you know, you bring so much to the table, so don't limit yourself or think that, you know, oh, I was in, you know, I maybe was a real estate agent or whatever. I guarantee you whatever type of skill set that you have, I mean, it will be, if anything, it will enhance, you know, what you bring, you know, to the table when it comes to IT. All of those those skill sets are useful. Absolutely. Jacqueline. Absolutely. Uh, and, and now I want to take that same question. I'm going to actually flip it because there's, there's other um, of our listeners out there and some of the young people that we talked to even as uh, we were on the uh, DeVry panel over the last couple of years. But some young people, they're getting these technical degrees. They're, they're very techie. Um, but for the longevity of their career, one of the things you mentioned was soft skills. Now, some people maybe are born with it, but can you talk to how the combination of you may be technical and, and have a, um, a, a technical aptitude or even a gift, but how do you see uh, in the long term how the two have helped you in your career and even what's some advice to, to young people to make sure that they have both their soft skills as well as their, their technical skills uh, for, to take advantage of various opportunities? What are your thoughts there? Um, uh, soft skills are, are vital, um, and I, I say that because first things first, anytime you're working on any type of project, um, you have to have communication. Um, you know, you're, you're not just one person. You know, majority of the time when you're working for a company, you know, you're working with a team of individuals. So first things first is you have to be able to communicate. Um, with communication, it's a two-way street. You know, you have to be able to talk and be open, but then you also have to be able to listen um, because so many things, especially when you're dealing with technology, so many things can get misconstrued. And so you want to make sure that, you know, when you're in a meeting that you're able to speak freely, openly to give ideas and solutions because nine times out of ten, leadership is going to want to hear your solutions and not just about problems. They want you to come with a solution. And so you have to be able to communicate that. You may have the technical skills and may know hey, this will work, this will solve this problem, but then how do I communicate that so then that then can be implemented? And so communication skills are, are very important. 
Um, and then also when we talked about earlier networking and how vital networking is. Um, if you want to go to the next level in your career, if you want to be successful, you have to network. You have to be engaging. You have to speak with others. Um, and then also be able to give back to your community. Um, I think that's that's important to be able to give back, to be able to um, volunteer as well. And so all of those type things involve soft skills, involve being engaging, involve talking, um, getting to know one another. Um, and I think that it's also with leadership. If you're looking at going into leadership, I mean, if I need to, if I'm going to manage somebody, I have to be able to communicate to my employees. So whichever way you go, if you just want to pay, I'm I'm not that management person. I'm just going to you know sit at my desk. That's fine, but you're still going to be part of a team. So I think, and in, in, you know, when you look at, and that's what I think I pride myself on, on that. <laughs> I might talk a little too much sometimes, but you'll know when I'm in the room that you'll know I'm there because I I carry myself, you know, with a positive attitude. I have a smile on my face, and nine times out of ten, I've shaken your hand or met you or introduced myself. And I think that that's important. You know, you you want people to know you, and then you want to know others so you can exchange ideas. I mean, if Jacqueline and I hadn't, you know, met, who knows? I may not have had the opportunity to, to discuss, you know, what we're talking about here. You know, but both of us being open and being engaging, you know, we were able to connect and here some years later look at what's happening now. So you never know what's going to happen, but you have to put yourself out there. And who knows what where things may take you. I mean, I'm just using this example right now. And so um, I think that's pretty much it. I think they're important, and I think they're needed. And it, it is ways to develop them. Everybody's not a talker. But I think if you work on it, you know, you can develop yourself, and, and, and you can grow in it. So it's not anything that you, you got it. I mean, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly, you know, evolving and, and also checking myself on where I need to be. So I think it's something that uh, that you can, you know, work on. No, absolutely, and 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 I, I love the way you you phrase that and and tied that all together. And you're absolutely right. I, I want to tell the audience. First of all, we're talking with Katrina Collier, and I, I'm so happy to have her uh, share her experiences with us today. And she's absolutely right. If you go to an event and she's there, she's gonna have a smile on her face. It's infectious. You're gonna to want to meet her, and you're gonna leave uh, with a smile after having met her. And that's so important. I, I've seen people attend networking uh, opportunities, and they actually come and go without really making their presence known. If you take an opportunity to go to that event, make sure you're leaving an impression, making sure you're shaking some hands, introducing yourself. And it's not always based on what you can get from them. It doesn't have to be asking or you're in need or you wanting something. Just meeting people um, just getting to know them, um, just establishing uh, a rapport and camaraderie with them so that those relationships last a lifetime and that you always can, as you, you meet and see, and, you know, Katrina is so busy, but when we do see each other, we always are, are always excited to, to catch up and hear who's doing what, where you've been, you know. Uh, it is always exciting. I'm always happy for her and her success and, and vice versa. She's always happy for, for um, me. So it, it's, it's really exciting. And, you know, again, you mentioned our relationship was the BDPA. And, and talk about it. And maybe you belong to some other organizations. And, and feel free to, to share that as well. But how do you keep yourself fresh and current and and, and you're a road warrior, so you can't always uh, be um, in place, but 
still, I know just from everything you've said, you like to stay on top, and whether it's reading or on the Internet, share with the listeners both um, how you keep yourself current today and how is uh, your history with BDPA, uh, how has that helped you and what have you gotten out of that? Okay. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I was first introduced. I'll talk about BDPA first. Um, BDPA is awesome. So if you haven't joined, um, I'll just use this opportunity to please join BDPA, um, BDPA bdpa.org. They have local chapters across the country, so please take advantage of that if you're in the IT field. It's a great organization to be a part of. Uh, With that being said, I was first introduced to BDPA through a job fair. Um, And here again, you know, BDPA is not something that sticks out. It's not a company. But I walked up to you know, the table, hey, you know, what's going on? What is this about? And um, from there on, I've been uh, been a member of BDPA. Um, BDPA, my BDPA experience, um, like I said, started, you know, several years ago. And um, it was really at a point I attended a couple of meetings, um, and while I found them useful, I, you know, drifted off and, you know, joined some other organizations, um, Women in Technology, um, really got heavy, there's a couple of um, things that were going on in Atlanta in reference to technology, so I really got heavy into some other organizations. And um, But it was at one point that I remember BDPA when I was in, you know, in some crosswords w- within my career, and I remembered that. And BDPA has always been there. Um, you can always go to a meeting. You can always become engaged. And so I'm thankful for that because at that time, when I was looking for some opportunities in transition, it was when I went to BDPA. I can honestly say when I went to a meeting in November, within three months I had a job. And when I tell you, I mean, (laughs) you know, unbelievable, unbelievable. But it was, like I said, through my connection with the um, past Atlanta president, Felicia Jones, it was just through that connection and just me being open to opportunity and my spirit and humbleness um, within months I I had an opportunity. So I can't speak enough about BDPA since then. I've been on the board. I've held... um, you know, leadership role for three years. Um, since, you know, traveling more for work, I've had to, you know, step down. Um, well, my time was up at that point, but I had to step down from being so active just because I'm on the road. But my support has always been there. I actually attended the conference this past year, which if you haven't attended a conference, it's, it's awesome. Um, so engaging, I mean, from leadership skills to whatever whatever area that you're looking to get, you can get it at the conference. So, um, that's for BDPA. As far as um, I think the other question, Jacqueline, just I talk so much. Um, so what was the other area that we wanted to expound upon outside of BDPA? It was well, actually, I want to pick up on part of your answer because you mentioned women in technology. Can you talk to our listeners about that and and maybe some of the unique things you got out of that um, and compared to BDPA? Yeah, um, Women in Technology um, is a great organization. Um, I think that, you know, definitely it caters um, to women, and so you're going to find, you know, predominantly women there um, in technology. Um, And I think it just speaks to some of the um, roadblocks that we kind of mentioned earlier, so some of the roadblocks and things that women specifically encounter um, versus men. And so I just think the camaraderie of women and then in that field and us supporting one another, um, that was a little bit of the difference. And then it being um, diverse, um, BDPA is predominantly African-American, although we do um, have other nationalities um, in the organization, but it is predominantly African-American. Where you see with women in technology, it's, um, it's more diverse. So that would, I, that's what I would say. But as far as programs, they also have programs that cater to 
girls that are looking to go into, um, um, when we talk about STEM, um, they definitely heavily promote STEM um, careers within young teens, young women specifically. Um, and then also um, it's been a number of other organizations, IIBA, and things that are actually more specific to careers like with, you know, business analysts or project management and things of that nature. So those are some of the other um, National Black MBAs and some of the other organizations and meetings that I've attended that has uh, definitely, I mean, you know, I, I look at it this way. You can always get something from each one of the organizations. It's just really how you're going to use it in your day-to-day. I mean, any meeting that I've attended through all these organizations, I've taken away something. But then once I put it in my toolbox, how am I going to use it? When am I going to pull it out? So I think that's the takeaway from joining organizations and being current. Um, and I think that's what we were talking about, Jacqueline, on being current. Um, training is, is an absolute must. I'm constantly in training um, just because, you know, I train at different hospitals and every no hospital is the same. No two hospitals are the same. So I'm constantly in training all the time. Certifications are a must. Um, why I don't necessarily go into Microsoft certifications, I have certifications in my own industry that I have to obtain, you know, to be able to stay, you know, on the cutting edge of um, um, electronic medical records. So I think training is a must. Certifications that apply, apply specifically to your field or even future. Um, for myself, I would eventually like to go into project management. So I have my sights set on PMP. So I'm just not stopping with healthcare. You know, IT, you know, I want to move forward and move to other, you know, things and, you know, just keep going up. So I think that also setting your sights on what you're looking at long term and then preparing yourself for that. You know, if I know I want to go into project management, I know PMP is vital. So, you know, why not go ahead and get a jump start on that? So I also look at, uh, look at things like that as well. So I think I covered everything, Jacqueline, from that question. You sure did, and you sure said a, a mouthful. I'm, I'm, I'm writing notes because I just want to underscore some really important things, but I just also want to make sure that people are hearing. You are a woman who invests in your career, and you're getting out of your career what you, what you want. Um, not only, you know, these, join these organizations, it's an investment. Um, and something that you pointed out, something that I do as a best practice as well, Join more than one. Diversify uh, a specialty in whether it's the industry or if it's in a role that you're pursuing, like PMP or IIBA. Um, uh, if you want the camaraderie and, and the exposure and the programming, uh, like organizations like BDPA and the wonderful things they do for giving back to the high school uh, competition, um, or if you want the camaraderie and um, of, of the, the women and talking about women-specific issues in IT and getting the mentoring coaching through that. Um, and I think he said the uh, National uh, Black MBA. So all of those different, all that diversity. And um, so keep yourself diverse. But you, you definitely, and then you already said, you already know where you want to go next. So, um, and then I just want to underscore um, uh, another thing is that you're not afraid of a challenge. You said going to each hospital, um, each one is different. You're not afraid of that challenge, and that, that also speaks to you as a woman. If you're afraid of a challenge, then the fact that you were a woman and a minority, it, it might have scared you off. But um, having that confidence and then building a support system through the different uh, groups that you network with. If you're not getting a support system where you work, then 
it, it's time to look for other groups that can support you outside of your organization. But, you know, and, and I, I kind of want to just see from, from your point, um, Katrina, you know, you, you have this mindset and uh, was this something where you born with it? Was, did that come through mentoring and coaching? And what do you say? Because there's some people who think, um, well, joining this group, that's expensive, that's money. Um, you know, going to a conference, that costs money. Um, what would you say with, to, to, to people to maybe to get them to rethink their mindset about those type of things? How, how has it benefited you? Okay. Um, one thing I can say is that um, definitely, you know, your mindset, um, a lot of it I attribute to my upbringing, um, you know, both my parents and you know, even my grandparents are college educated. Um, my grandparents um, went to college in the 50s, and so um, they're definitely an inspiration to me um, because they were faced with, you know, whether it was racism, um, sexism, just a number of things for them to be able to, you know, go through adversity and, and make education a priority and then also pass that on. And so, um, you know, I've been blessed to, to to be in the presence of parents and grandparents that put education first. And um, and that's why I was so passionate about education and, and training and knowledge and things of that nature. So that would be the first thing I would say um, is that it is. It is a something that, you know, is not. I would say that you're born with it, but it also helps to have that support system. Unfortunately, you know, it's a, a lot of individuals that, you know, may not have that, you know, mom or dad that graduated from college that they may have, you know, and that was on one side. On the other side, uh, my paternal, my grandmother had an eighth-grade education, but she instilled in my father to, um, you know, keep going, to exceed, to, you know, just, you know, use his education and, and, and to just become a successful person. And so I think that, you know, on both sides, you can either have that person that has an education or not, but it's all about the, the, just the spirit and being positive and having that um, and just wanting to, to do more for yourself, wanting to have more, wanting to be more. And so um, that's I would say that. And then as far as um, I think with one thing I can say, you know, just to, I just want to piggyback, one thing I can say about BDPA is that um, joining an organization and actually volunteering for an organization, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes. I think one thing I can say is that after that three years, my leadership skills, I was able to develop leadership skills. I was able to see the ins and outs of fundraising. I was able to see the ins and outs of how to actually run, you know, a successful local chapter. And so, I mean, with that being said, you pick up so many skills along the way, and I think it makes you who you are today. So you may not get it all when you're in, you know, in college, or you may not get it when you're in high school. Maybe you don't have that support system. But I encourage you to keep, keep going. Keep surrounding yourself around positive people. Even if it's not necessarily joining an organization, look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Look at your friends. Are your friends, you know, are you the sharpest tool in the toolbox? You know, always surround yourself around positive people, people that are doing something, you know. I mean, and things about it, the thing about it is that, you know, yeah, budget-wise, it, it can be a little pricey. But I guarantee you, if you invest now, I couldn't have paid the, the $100 I paid for membership. You know, I, what I gained from BDPA and, and even some of the other organizations I'm part of is priceless. You cannot buy that. And so I just look to tell you now is that with everything that I've experienced and all the different friends I've met, the networking, I can say that the money that I invested, I would do it all over again. 
And then the other thing is that a lot of times when you volunteer with these organizations, your membership fee is waived. When you, you know, you ask your companies, go back to your companies, ask them, you know, can they support you? Can they sponsor you? So it's other ways to be able to get involved in organizations and not necessarily have to, um, you know, come out of your pocket. So look for ways to volunteer at conferences. Look for other opportunities because I guarantee you, you will walk away with far more than what you paid. And so that's my, uh, that's my response to, uh, to just joining organizations and just uh, moving forward, moving forward. That's what I look at, just moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and again, everything that she said, oh, everyone is, is, is listening. Again, this is our success story. Katrina Collier, I'm, I'm renaming you. You now have, uh, I'm going to put it at the front of your head, success. You know, um, taking advantage of opportunities, growing yourself, developing yourself, um, you know, something so important that I, I have to emphasize. A lot of people join BDPA. If you have a complaint about the whether it's any organization, also look at yourself as to how are you applying yourself, um, how are you getting involved, engaged. Something that you, you, you mentioned as well is, um, you know, there are opportunities within um, all organizations and volunteer organizations to take on leadership roles. If you aren't getting a leadership role on your job, own your skills. Don't let your don't go dormant or don't give up or wait for someone to give you something. Practice, hone your skills, get better at it. If your employer doesn't recognize it, then you can take that uh, someplace else. But your volunteer uh, time and uh, as you uh, hone and learn skills, even in a volunteer leadership role, that stuff that you can reference on not only your resume or in your, your interviews as well, and it's just going to also help you develop. Um, so, so keep that in mind. Uh, Katrina, you gave not only of money but, but time, um, and, and you, you know, I, I have to say we miss you. We definitely miss you, and, and when your, your schedule allows, please do come back and join us. I, I would also, you know, say to people who might be like yourself who are road warriors, the beauty of a national organization is wherever you might find yourself, you could join it with a local chapter just to attend a meeting and meet people in that town. So you, you always, uh, you know, and, and like when we go to the national conference for BDPA and meet the uh, other members of the chapters, we're all one family. So um, you, you start to, your family starts to grow immediately when you're with the national um, organization. But, um, you know, I, I have to look at our time, and you know what? Time flies when you're having good conversation. <laughs> oh, it's time already. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I, I enjoy. You know, Technology Expresso Cafe, this is our way of sitting down, having a virtual cup of coffee. You know, I dare say David, myself, and Katrina, we're in three different places, but whatever we're, we're sipping on, which I assure you is, is you know, all on the up and up. But uh, so, uh, you know, it is fun to be able to sit with, and, and chat and to have our audience kind of listen in, eavesdrop in. And we ask you to email us or tweet us and let us know uh, what other topics you'd like to talk about. We hope to have Katrina back as her schedule will allow so she can continue to tell us uh, what she's finding out there in the industry and any great advice she has uh, 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 for young people. And, um, you know, I just want to, you know, like I said, thank you, Katrina, 
And if you have any last words, but but mostly I just want to thank you for, for spending this, this hour with us. Oh, it has been my pleasure again. I definitely thank Technology Espresso Cafe. It's been an honor and a pleasure, and I hope that the audience, I hope you can uh, walk away with some takeaways. Um, I don't profess to know it all, but hopefully some of the things that I've shared that you can, you know, take away and, and, and be able to at least engage in some stimulating conversation with your colleagues. Um, just one last thing is that um, um, I just want to say whatever it is that you want to do that, you know, you have to look within yourself um, and, and, and use you know, go confidently, you know, in the direction of your dreams. That's one quote that I live uh, live by, to live the life you've, you've imagined. So I say all that to say is that, you know, no one knows what's in your heart. No one knows until you get on and share. And so I encourage everyone to go forward, go confidently, share, and to never stop dreaming and, that, um, and to, you know, always just reach for the stars. So that's my last words, and um, I appreciate you once again, David and Jacqueline, for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Katrina. Thanks for those parting words. Well, everyone, that wraps it up for us for this evening. This show, as well as others, will remain in our archives, so you can play them back again and again. Reach out, reach out to us at technologyexpresso.com and visit our archives. Visit us on Facebook as well. Tweet us. We're on LinkedIn as well. So everywhere you like, we are there as well, having our technology espresso and waiting to share it with you. So that's it, everyone. Thanks for joining. Good night, Jacqueline. Good night. night. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.